welcome to another episode of Right Trend Geek. We don't have any fancy intro this time. We are just directly going to uh, get into it. We're going to continue our discussion about the Apollo missions. Uh, this would be the last in the series where we discuss about um, the missions that happened after Apollo 11. So this is uh, how one of our series is coming to an end conclusion. Well, um maybe a little too early to say that. For me right now it it sounds like a conclusion but you know uh, we never know there might be another moon mission sometime I'm gonna soon cry. <laughs> <coughs> uh, yeah let's get into it all right so um in the last episode uh, we came up to the apollo 11 landing mm-hmm. we discussed some of the lesser known facts of apollo 11 uh, landing not the generic stuff which everybody knows in this episode we'll take a look at the missions apollo 12 to 17 17 being the last mission in the uh, entire series which are again not that popular with the exception of Apollo 13 which was uh, made into a movie and it became very which popular. It made billions, millions. Of course. <clears throat> Because of a disaster which happened but again you cannot call it completely a disaster. The only disaster part was they couldn't land on the surface of the moon. It was a successful failure. Yeah. That's what who said that? Was it Richard Nixon? I I don't I'm remember. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, well someone said that. Okay, so getting into it. Um Apollo 12 was a mission which happened after uh, Apollo 11. Oh man, I didn't know that. <laughs> Because Apollo 12 comes after 11. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Brand new information. <laughs> um okay, the mission lasted from November 14th to uh, all the way through November 24th. Um of 69. Yeah, 1969. Sorry to I missed to mention that. Okay. 1969 November 14th to 24th. The key people involved were the commander Pete Conrad. Uh, command module pilot was Dick Gordon and lunar module pilot was Albin. This was a fairly um, you know a um, popular mission because it was the second mission in which the crew were landing on the moon uh, but it had its own technical glitches and all that which happened uh, especially during the takeoff around 36.5 seconds into the flight uh, a lightning hit the Saturn V rocket and it traveled down through the body and it actually rode this fl- uh, the you know the fl- fumes come from the rocket engine yeah. right it rode the fumes and it came and hit the launch tower wow um what happened with this was um and this was followed by another lightning which stuck at around 50 second mark some of the instruments st- stopped working the fuel cells completely stopped working um people were not understanding what was happening and all the instruments went haywire they were not properly giving out readings and uh, you know electricity so when the fuel cells stop working in uh, the command and service modules it goes to the backup power of the batteries batteries are not completely capable of powering the entire uh, spacecraft hmm. um so there were a lot of under voltage that was happening so the engineers in the um, ground station were trying to figure out what uh, h- how to fix it so there was a little bit of a chaotic moment which happened during this interval So what happens new, normally when there is a launch issue when something goes wrong there is an abort handle uh, right next to the commander hmm. in case of something going wrong wrong you know they abort the mission where uh, the command module is separated from the entire rocket and it is carried a little bit further away at a safe distance from the rocket and it comes and splashes down in the water before that happened so there is this engineer called John Aaron um, he was a ecom electrical and environmental consumable manager he figured out that the solution to this was putting sce into auxiliary mode and this was one command which nobody understood even in the spacecraft and not even in the ground stuff so when he called out uh, change sce to aux even the commander of the spacecraft uh, pete conrad was you know so completely bewildered he was like what does it mean nobody knows 
But Alan Bean, who had trained in the simulator, knew what it was and the button was right next to him. So he just pushed SE into auxiliary position and the spacecraft came back to life. So in a way, um, both of them saved the day. So what are the chances like for the spacecraft to get hit by a lightning? That is a very... But if you look at it, if it's a um, day when you have thunderstorm, there Mm. is a good chance that the lightning comes and hits a spacecraft because it's the most tallest and pointed object in the space. Yeah, true. And not in the space, in the atmosphere, right? Mm. So as it is going up, uh, it now lightning always tries tries to come and hit at the tallest stuff, right? You see the buildings getting hit and all that. That's why it's never recommended to walk out. On a day when there is lightning, if you are on a field or some place like that where you don't have tall trees and mountains, because the first thing it's going to hit is yourself because you are the most tallest thing in the vicinity. We should always take someone who is taller than us. We are lucky in that way, I think. Yeah, but then you should be staying away from (laughs) that person as well. (laughs) Uh, So key objective of this mission was um, precise landing in the landing location so we know that as we discussed in the last episode the apollo 11 landing was not precise enough uh, they had moved a considerable distance away from the landing site uh, due to various reasons so the mission objective in this one was first thing was to go and land in the precise location um, the interesting facts uh, from this this there are certain interesting things that happened in this uh, mission first of all when the lunar module landed on the surface of the moon uh, Pete Conrad being the commander, he was the first to get out. He was considerably a little bit shorter than Neil Armstrong. So he, when he jumped out of the ladder, uh, he said something like this. Um, Whoopee, man, that may have been a small step for Neil, but that's a long one for me. <laughs> because Neil Armstrong was a little taller. He didn't feel like it was a, uh, you know, it there was a drop of around, I think, uh, three feet or something mm. from the bottom of the ladder to the uh, moon surface. So for him, it was a big step. So that's why he, what he relayed out in the uh, television. Again, there is a reason for that. <clears throat> so there was this speculation that um, NASA actually instructs each of the astronauts what to say when you land on the moon surface. Okay. Uh, so Pete Conrad always used to insist that that was not the case. And he made a bet of $500 with the journalist. So he wanted to prove his point. Hmm. I think he won the bet as well. <laughs> <coughs> of course, that would be something NASA would uh, want him to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't know that. But no one knew about this, you know, prior to the writer in Geek episode. <laughs> of course. Uh, and uh, this was the first mission in which a color uh, television camera was carried oh. in the spacecraft because the previous missions always had black, black and white camera. But again, uh, it was not much of much use because um, Alan Bean, who was handling the TV camera, which was the ca- color camera, he accidentally pointed the camera towards the sun and the uh, sun basically burned the camera oh. down and it, the, that's, the, so that's very instant the TV <laughs> broadcasting stopped airing from the surface of the moon um and another part of the mission uh, there was a space probe called surveyor which was launched many years before um, you know apollo missions happened this landing site was pretty close to the site where uh, surveyor had landed so they had to you know get some parts out of it and return it back to the earth it was a part of some experiment okay um and another interesting fact uh, so normally you would have seen a lot of pictures of astronauts on the moon so most of the times it's either one of the astronauts so one has to take the picture of the other one that is because these cameras were not equipped with timers or something like that but Alan Bean uh, had smuggled a small timing device 
which could be attached to a camera so that these two could take pictures together and once you bring the pictures back to earth you know everybody will be wondering how did they take the picture because the camera cannot be operated uh, you know uh, automatically but sadly he kind of lost it somewhere in the moon rocks um, you know the collection samples they had collected are somewhere in the toolbox or somewhere he couldn't find it until towards the end of the evs so he found it he got frustrated and he threw it on the moon surface somewhere wow. <clears throat> you know and it was also the same time when you know brian adams was chilling <laughs> back in the summer of 69 <laughs> okay <laughs> <coughs> but I it was not summer that. it was winter actually oh, because yeah. it's november okay. summer was when uh, neil armstrong went to the moon oh so that was a time he was chilling okay yeah. so mostly um, there were not much of uh, the scientific experiments in the moon mission started after towards the later missions like 14 to 17 this was more about um, you know understanding the capability of human beings to spend more time in uh, uh, on the surface of the moon because later missions would require astronauts to stay for 2 to 3 days on the surface um so once the mission was completed they headed back to earth uh, it was fairly a normal ride nothing much uh, you know uh, specific to talk about it it was just an, another day so um that was apollo 12 apollo 13 do we have to talk about I it i think uh, <laughs> there is nothing much we need to talk about it because it's very much famous i think it's the most famous of all the apollo it landings is. maybe with the exception of apollo 11 but this was the most dramatic apollo launch or any other space travel in as a matter of fact in the history right um so as we all know uh, yeah for more information you can watch the movie apollo 13 <laughs> i think that would be the best thing yeah, to do so um Jim Lovell was the commander. Mm-hmm. Uh Jack Swigert and Fred Hayes were the command module pilot and Luna module pilot respectively. So I think around uh, 55 hours into the flight which we started very normal. It was a very normal procedure. Nothing went wrong. Um I think with the exception of the central engine of the first stage not burning. So they they just had to burn the four stages little extra to reach their desired attitude and uh, altitude and speed. Um So around the 55th hour mark um after a TV, short TV broadcasting NASA engineers asked Jack Swigert to stir up the oxygen tanks so that's a normal procedure to prevent um, oxygen from being uh, solidifying and giving wrong readings in the measurement so during that procedure around 2 minutes into it uh, they heard a loud explosion and the spacecraft started you know um, going off course violently Uh so one section of the service module was blasted away where an oxygen tank has exploded because of some spark that happened so it's a very dangerous situation that they were in so um they had to cancel the moon landing obviously yeah the mission changed from landing on the moon to like how to get back yeah it was a survival mission in the end but um apollo they could get back to earth safely only because there was this lunar module uh, attached to the command mm-hmm. and service modules they basically had to use the power and um, uh, propellant from lunar module to go around the moon and come back to earth um, yeah so that's that was the main mission uh, objective in apollo 13 there were many interesting thing that, things that happened specifically you should look at the commitment and dedication so there was this incident with the carbon dioxide level uh, going dangerously high in the luna module they were using luna module as their uh, main spacecraft so every all the astronauts were in the luna module they shut down the command module completely 
so as to save power and energy uh so while they were using the luna module luna module is normally designed designed just for two astronauts and that too for maximum of two or three days but now since they were using the luna module as their main spacecraft it had to support three astronauts for i think four four days four to five days um so there was naturally this uh worry of oxygen depletion and carbon dioxide levels started going up which was dangerous so they had to uh, start using a carbon dioxide scrubber uh, additional to the ones that were already there in the lem they could use the command module one but the adapter shapes were different the ones they had in command module uh, was a square one and the ones they had in luna module was a round one i think that they should have taken care of that before even launching right but the thing is that different companies um, individually design these mod- modules so it'll be different yeah of course so um, engineers on the ground they had to figure out a way of uh, developing an adapter which would enable the square one to fit in the round hole and they had to do it using stuff which was available in the spacecraft mm-hmm. in the space and they found out a solution they related back to the astronauts and they built it I mean a lot of effort went into bringing them back but they were safely back on earth. I think the movie does like total justice when it comes to like showing what completely what yes. going. So, so yeah, w- watching the movie will give a complete uh, background to what actually yeah. happened. Yeah, there so, is a lot of drama and stuff but then that yeah. comes as a part of the movie. Itself. Yeah, so let's uh, get to the next one. Okay, so that was a very interesting one Apollo 13. Uh the next one was Apollo 14. So naturally uh In fact by the time it was Apollo 13 the na- national interest in moon missions had been going down but there was a surge again because of this Apollo 13 yeah incident. Apollo 13 was launched the same day uh, it was like you know put in papers that Beatles broke up yeah so, so that was a big news they didn't time. get uh, that much coverage and uh, yeah <laughs> that was sad but yeah yeah uh, 1972 major incidents happening right okay uh, the next one was Apollo 14 So Apollo 14 mission started in January 31st uh, 1971 till and ended on uh, February 9th. It was the first mission that took place after Apollo 13 and pe- there was a little bit of concern over the you know the design of the craft and all that stuff. The, so so um there was there was a lot of attention given to this mission um and the landing site for this mission was the same as the one which was supposed to be Apollo 13's landing site. the framuro planes uh, on the moon okay then the commander for this mission was alan shepard who was a veteran of space travel he has uh, he was the first american to go into orbit uh, but after his flight in the 60s he was grounded for many years because he had this vertigo and some ear uh, you know issues because of which he couldn't fly as an astronaut for a long long time he was supposed to be a part of apollo 13 Uh, but then nasa decided that he needed more time to you know uh, recover and come back uh, and train as an astronaut so they are, had to you know keep him waiting till uh, apollo 14 and things do happen and that's so he's so lucky actually yeah uh, so command module pilot was toward rusa edgar mitchell was the <laughs> lunar module pilot so um very you know a fair uh, normal flight So while the journey towards moon happens there's a there's a part where um, the command module actually turns around and docks with the lunar module and extracts it from the Saturn Saturn's uh, third third stage 
during this procedure it's normally a fair, it's it's a simple procedure that happens during all the missions uh, but in this case there was an issue with the docking they had to do six attempts and they lost around um, an hour almost two hours an hour and 52 minutes trying to dock with the lunar module another glitch which happened was so the, you know the lunar module lands on the surface of the end uh, on the moon which consists of two different spacecraft there is a lunar descent stage and an ascent stage when astronauts are landing on the moon they leave this they the descent stage powers the entire spacecraft as they land on the surface of the moon the rocket engine that is powering the descent is the descent uh, stage engine as they lift off the moon the descent stage is used as a platform for launch the plan. ascent stage to launch up right okay now um while they were in the orbit around the moon there was an abort signal which was continuously being sent to the lunar module what would happen in case the astronauts are uh, du- if 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 it happens during the time when astronauts are moving towards the surface of the moon an abort signal will abort the mission it will detach the ascent stage from the descent stage and launch back to the command module and this was happening automatically they were not able to figure out what is the problem um so this uh, task was given back to nasa engineers to figure out a way to override this otherwise the mission would not happen and they found out some software program uh, program had to be updated they had to send some software instructions back to the lunar module and they had astronauts had to manually type it in and this override was around 80 keystrokes uh, to be typed into the lunar module computer which prevented it from accidentally aborting and this 80 keystrokes in the, at, at that time was a big task it's not like if if you are using today's computer before you type out maybe a sentence you type 80 keystrokes right but in in those days with those primitive computers it was not it was not um, you know that easy so they had to do it manually uh, from there it was all fine it was a it was fairly a, a simple mission uh, they did some experiments on the surface of the uh, moon um they spent a total of 33 and a half minutes they spent a total of 33 and a half hours of which 9 and a half hours they spent outside the lunar module exploring the surface of Is the moon. Is this the one where they collected a lot of rocks and all that? They collected a lot of rocks in all the uh, ones but this but was not majorly a geological um experiment kind of a mission which hap- those missions happened after Apollo 14th. So mm-hmm. there are two kinds of missions one is j type mission and one is h type mission so j type missions are the ones which have shorter duration uh, which were the ones from apollo 11 all the way to 14 but apollo 15 to 17 were called h type mission where the astronauts spend a lot more time on the surface of the moon okay. which would include them uh, drilling holes to the surface of the because it was mostly geologic experimental kind of missions this these initial missions were more on uh, understanding the effects of space travel on the uh, astronauts this was more into the subsequent missions were more into understanding the um structure of the lunar surface and all that which would help in understanding how the solar system evolved and all okay all so 11 to 14 it was like how we will fare once we are on on the surface of moon yeah and uh, 15 to 17 yeah, was more about moon mostly yes Um so Apollo 15 was the next mission um July 26 to August 7th of the same year 1971 hmm. this was as i mentioned this was the first first h type mission uh, david scott james irwin and alfred warden were the um astronauts who flew in this mission 
this was the first mission where they used a lunar rover okay. so lunar rover is a it's kind of a car or a cart kind of a, a thing vehicle. a vehicle which would help you in moving around the surface of the moon so earlier uh, travels astronauts had to walk a long distance so you get tired and there's a limit to how much far you can go because of the limited oxygen supply and stuff so this vehicle enabled them to move around the surface a lot more and do a lot more exploration going into the distance yeah one question i have is uh, has anyone been to the moon twice there's nobody who's been to the no moon one, twice right. no um the, so the way they had decided they decide the who gets to travel next is like if there's a mission let's say there is an apollo 10 mission the astronauts who are going to a uh, moon every mission has a main crew and a backup crew so the backup crew for one mission will be the main crew for the next one. not for the next but the one after that what so apollo 10's backup crew will be the main crew for 12. apollo 12 that's so how it is so would be the main crew for 11 would be some someone else so the main crew for 11 will be some someone else pref- mostly apollo 9's backup crew oh and 11's backup crew uh, backup crew will be 13 there has been changes to this uh, especially in apollo 17 uh, where the one of the backup crew member member of apollo 15 had to be uh, swapped with another person because they wanted a geologist to travel in this uh, in into space instead of an astronaut who was uh, trained as a geologist that is so sad that is Think sad and because uh, that was done intentionally because apollo 17 was the last mission this was mostly a geological experiment apollo 15 onwards apollo 17 so the astronauts were trained extensively in geology they were taken to many sites in, in across uh, you know the earth to get training on geology and all that stuff so after landing on the moon astronauts normally take rest for some time while they were sleeping there was an oxygen leak that was detected in the lunar module there was a steady leak not a big leak but there was a steady leak which but they couldn't identify uh, where it was coming from so nasa had to wake the astronauts up an hour earlier than their uh, when they were supposed to wake up and they identified that a valve in the urine disposal system was open and that's where the oxygen was uh, moving going out of the spacecraft and since this was pre- predominantly a geological mission they did a lot of digging and drilling in on the surface of the moon and they ex- they they this mission brought back something called the genesis rock which is one of the oldest piece of rock that is ever found in the solar system that this rock dates back to around 4 billion years ago um which gives the uh, the scientists something to learn about the you know prehistoric composition of uh, solar system and all that and there were a couple of small uh, controversies which were uh, uh, associated with this mission as well so um two of the astronauts scott and erwin uh, they had commissioned a belgian sculptor to create a sculpture honoring the fallen astronauts the ones who had died in previous missions so they wanted to leave this sculpture as a uh you know tribute to them on the surface of the moon so after all the mission was completed this was not uh, told to nasa uh, so they switched off the camera and they said they are doing just some cleaning up stuff and they in the meantime they were just placing the uh, sculpture right next to the lunar rover which they left on the surface of the moon after coming back in the press conference they mentioned this and um nasa wanted a replica to be created by the same sculptor but he started selling the replica copies uh, himself and which created a problem and nasa had asked him to you know stop selling uh, those 
Wow, which was okay. trying, which which created a little bit of uh, the other controversy was normally astronauts carry postcards to the moon so once they are back they kind of sell, nasa can can sell it off as memorabilia right they had taken some unauthorized postcards as well uh, in addition to what nasa had provided so that they can pay for the tuition fees of their kids uh, around 7000 per head um but this also came out in the light and you know it created a bit of controversy there was some inquiry and all that crap <laughs> uh, they so, won't let people make a little bit of money on the side <laughs> yeah uh you know right apollo thought, uh, 11 astronauts didn't even have a um, insurance coverage yeah 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 so that is all about apollo 15 the next one was apollo 16 uh, which started on april 6th to april 27th of 1972 so we are uh, coming all the way from 1969 when the first landing happened and we are in 1972 which would be the last year of moon uh, landings the key people involved were john young charles duke and ken mattingly So I think you'll remember yeah, Ken Mattingly. I remember Mattingly. Ken Mattingly. He is the guy from Apollo 13 <laughs> who Ken, had to stay back. Ken Mattingly <laughs> was supposed to fly in Apollo 13 but um I think he was he Because never Because of measles scare. He didn't have measles but they were scared yeah. that you know he might have measles and all that stuff. Uh, poor guy Very was nice grounded. Guy. <laughs> but again in this mission <laughs> he didn't get to land on the moon. He was a command module pilot. But even in the i think uh, apollo 13 also he was, he was supposed, supposed to be the command module pilot yes yeah so he wouldn't any land anyway yeah. but i always keep thinking about that you know yeah, you have two a... astronauts who are landing who are in the mission with you but you dev- never get a chance if it was designed today i would say either oh, there should yeah. be some kind of automation in the com- uh, command module and all three go down or It, they should go in team of two go around come up and then again go down and come up something like that well maybe budget constraints back then ha huh. this uh, team almost spent 71 hours on the moon 72 days. hours would three make days. it 3 days but 71 hours of moon walking and uh, 71 hours on the surface of the moon and 20 hours and 15 minutes of 20 hours and 15 minutes of moon walking Ooh. collected a lot of samples and all that uh, another major mission uh, for this crew was to launch a lunar satellite it's called a sub satellite because moon is a satellite of earth so if a satellite goes around the moon it's called sub satellite um called pfs2 which was supposed to be launched once they lift off from the moon surface mm. it was launched but the there was some issue during the launch and uh, the trajectory was not exactly what they wanted it to be basically it failed it didn't fail basically what happened was the life of the satellite was reduced by half hmm. it crashed on the surface of the moon after uh, some time okay so that's what happened it was basically for survey surveying the surface of the moon and all that kind of stuff uh, so that was uh, apollo 16 so all these missions as i mentioned were mostly experiments and all that stuff so they were spending a lot more time on the moon using lunar mo- rovers which were able to move a lot more around and all that um and finally we come to apollo 17 which was the final mission uh, in the apollo series and the final mission in which a man has ever landed on the moon it was in 1972 again december 7 to december 19th um the key people involved were uh, Eugene Cernan Gene hmm. Cernan as we call him Ronald Evans and Harrison Schmidt Schmidt was the first scientist to actually travel in space uh, normally what they do is they train astronauts in science like if you want geological experiments to be done as in Apollo 15 they train the astronauts to be scientists but in this case it, this was an astro- scientist who was being trained as an astronaut 
So he was the guy who replaced the yeah, actual. He's the guy uh, who knocked out the other one out yeah. of the park. His name was jo- um, Joe Engel. So uh, this was a this uh, moon mission had some uh, records. This was the longest moon landing. It had the longest EVA, the longest largest lunar sample, and the longest time in the orbit. Mm, again, this had the distinction of being a night launch. The okay. launch was delayed by two hours, so it went all the way into the night. That was the only Apollo mission towards the moon which was launched at night. And as an experiment, it carried uh, five mice, live oh, mice, okay. four males and one female to do some experiment. Four of them returned back safely. One of them died. We never know what is the reason it died. It's not because of any overexposure and stuff um, and all that. So that was basic. So it, this was mostly a scientific uh, experiment again as in before. So this was the last mission. After this, NASA cut off, I mean, government cut off all the funding to NASA for future missions. There was an Apollo 18, 19, I think 20 also planned. All those missions were scrapped in favor of the Skylab project. So Apollo spacecraft built for those purposes were used for Skylab. That brings us to the end of uh, moon landing stuff. We never went back to the moon. I don't know why. So yes, uh, if you get a chance to decide, what would you do? Will you send people to the moon or would you choose to choose to uh, put that money into something else? I mean, that depends again, right? What is that something else? Mars. <laughs> I, I think even if you are planning a Mars mission, moon will still play a very significant yeah. role because it uh, it's like a, it's it'll not a midway a, point, but it's like a um, first pit stop kind yeah, of a it'll thing. It'll be a testing ground, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it will even be, if see, imagine this, setting up a moon base. Hmm. You have a lot of, uh, you know, supplies which is there in the moon. You launch a spacecraft from Earth. You need very less fuel to go to the moon. Then you fill up with supplies and from moon launching is even more easier. Yeah, that's right? You need very less. So that will provide a cost-effective way of launching to Mars is what I feel. I mean, it will still... Yeah, I've read an article about on that. Like, uh, if we can make moon a base and, you know, from there we can go to Mars. Which has, like, a lot of uh, advantages. So, yeah. Let's hope... uh, We'll get to Mars soon so that we can start our series on that. Of course. (laughs) All eyes on Elon Musk. (laughs) By the way, he came up with a new product. Did you see that? A flamethrower? No. Yeah, he's selling flamethrowers now. Are you serious? Yes, indeed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. From Apollo to flamethrowers. (laughs) Yep. So, we'll see you in the next episode in next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.